Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. Welcome to Glacial Multimedia's podcast series. Today, we are going to be talking about being likable online. We have a lot of special guests here today, some with Glacial, some not, and we're just going to be talking about how to build up your presence and make sure that your audience likes you at the end of the day. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce who's going to be on this podcast today. Uh, hi, I'm Matt. I'm a social media specialist here at Glacial. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a client manager here at Glacial. Hi, I'm Lucia, and I'm the product manager for MD Identity. All right, and my name is Bethany. I am also a client manager here at Glacial. Uh, let's just start off with talking about how to make yourself likable online. Um, what do you guys think some key strategy components are in creating a likable online presence? What does that mean for our clients, and where should someone really begin with doing that? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, obviously, social media is, is a great resource for this. You know, it's a great way to kind of loosen the cuff and kind of get to know your patient base a little better. Um, you can have a little bit more fun on social. You can post some fun things, fun things in the practice, happy patient stories, um, et cetera. Um, that's definitely one part of it, but I know there's, there's definitely a lot more you can do in other aspects as well. Uh, kind of tying in with the social media part, um, photos are a big... Um, component of being likable online it allows people to engage immediately with your practice and company and shows that your practice is it consists of real people um and since most people have smartphones it's easy to take like relevant photos and you're able to make it fun of your business to post in your blog blog newsletter on social media I think tying into that too, one thing that people should be thinking about on social is not only are you being active, but if your posts are really warm, I think one thing that social media gives people a really cool opportunity to do is humanize themselves. So this is a way that we can kind of show, you know, the practice is human. It's not corporate. There are real people that work there. So I think that's important. And kind of playing off of that too, I know a lot of medical practices struggle with you know, feeling like they really need to have this sterile voice with regard to how they're communicating themselves online. Do you guys think that's something that they should be doing or is it okay to sort of loosen up a little bit when you're talking to your community? I mean, I would say I'd really like to see people be a little bit like less serious on social. I mean, yeah, you can be warm and you can be engaging, but you could also kind of tie in the personal part of your practice. So like if it's somebody's birthday or somebody's having a baby or something like it's really nice for people to see those kinds of things i think yeah and i think there's a way to be fun but professional and not offensive um and again that all goes back to just making your company and practice relatable mm -hmm. yeah and i think you know when it comes to kind of a the image of your of your brand uh, you know, it's not the 1980s anymore. Uh, corporate imagery isn't exactly sexy. Um, so I would try to keep away from that, you know, especially with younger demographics. They don't get into it, you know. If you have an older audience, if you're cataract-focused or something like that, then it's kind of understandable that you're going to be a little bit more leaning towards the medical side. Um, but even old people like the laugh. Um, so definitely mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, Matt, we were talking the other day about how we would love for our clients to use things like GIFs, which are sort of moving pictures with a caption typically that are just so quick and incite a quick laugh. And 
I know we were talking about having clients use those a little more and wishing that they would. Uh, there's just small things you can do that'll get people to relate to you. And I think if someone can make you smile, you're a lot more apt to want to visit them or choose them over a super serious competitor. Absolutely. Um, and then what do you guys usually see? There are a lot of ways to get across to your audience, whether it's writing blogs consistently on your website or posting to social, things like that. What usually gets the best community response from your experience? I've seen a lot of people do a lot of different things. Um, you know, one of the more interesting things I've seen is like some practices will pay for a food truck to actually sit outside their office. Um, and that kind of helps draw some people in and, you know, they get their signs right back there. They're right in front of the, the practice. Um, that's kind of a cool thing because obviously people love food. Um, so it's a great opportunity to engage with uh, potential patients and just kind of get your brand out there. Um, other people have, you know, done a great job of just taking advantage of social trends like, um, Back in the day, there was the uh, mannequin challenge, and that some practices were doing videos of that, and it was really cool. And you know, a lot of their patients and community are really getting into that, sharing it, and and stuff on social media. So, uh, I do know people um, get kind of the best response from. I know, like a lot of our clients right now are running ads for the solar eclipse glasses mm -hmm. for the solar eclipse, and I know that most practices are just right straight out right now giving out glasses. Um, most practices say that they're giving out like 500 a day or something. So I do know they see like a lot of traffic when you do an ad or um, a social media post that's engaging and interactive mm -hmm. with your patients. I think that makes a lot of sense, too, especially if you're tying in, like, local aspects. People really care more about where they are than if you're 2,000 miles away from them. So when they're in your demographic, it makes sense to kind of try and tie in everything. So what could I do? Say I'm a practice. I am kicking butt at social media right now, but I have two followers. Is there anything I can do? How do I build a following up? What can someone do to make sure that they have an actual audience to see their posts? Yeah, that's definitely a problem for a lot of our practices because, I mean, right away, you know, not a lot of people go out of their way to, to find their eye care practice on, on social media unless they're prompted or, or reminded in some way. Um, so there's definitely some things you can do. You can run general branded ads that um, on Facebook that serve the purpose of getting people to like you. And these would be simple ads with maybe just a message, um, some catchphrase, a simple call us to make an appointment or something like that. Um, and you can run those all the time with a low budget, even as low as $1 a day. Um, or you can do what we call as kind of a likes campaign. And this is something that gets more involved in the community. Um, you can choose to do a giveaway, you know, like our page during X amount of time, and you might win this thing. A lot of times it's a gift card, uh, but it can be whatever the practice wants to give away. Uh, or you can do a charity-based thing. You can say, like our page, again, during this X amount of time, and every like we gain will donate a dollar to a charity of our choosing. Um, so there's a lot of cool things you can do. Also, I really recommend, you know, if you don't have a lot of people liking your social media, then you might be doing something wrong. Um, so I would consider having some signage in the office and making it a part of the conversation with your patients. You know, follow us on social media. Um, you know, we have offers, whatever we put up there, whatever you want to say, but definitely make it part of the conversation. Um, what can a practice do about some of the things that are a little bit less in their control? Uh, say bad patient reviews, people are saying things that aren't, you know, the most enlightening or illuminating for the practice online what are you supposed to do there and how can you get rid of that negative commentary or can you 
Uh, so there's no way to stop anyone from posting their negative review about you online. The biggest thing that you want to do with negative reviews is respond. You want to respond general, positive, and publicly. It shows your standards as a practice and the values that you all have. Um, also, if you respond to a person that's left a negative review, within three days of them posting that review, they're more likely to re-engage with your practice and give you another shot. Again, you don't want to use any type of patient information in your response. You want to keep it very general, but you do want to offer a solution. So when other people who aren't or who are potential patients are looking up your reviews, they see how you respond to the negative. All right. And then do you think people should also respond to positive reviews? Is that necessary or is it overkill? Uh, I think so. I mean, I don't think that you maybe should respond to every single positive review, but just a nice shout out, like a little thank you or something is, is nice. Okay, cool. And then same would go probably for responding to comments online, like Facebook, things like that. Yeah, people love to see that you engage with your followers. Um, you know, it's always kind of a cool experience when you post on some businesses page and they actually respond. Um, so that's definitely powerful. Um, that can get people to be, uh, to like you more and to stick around longer. Great. Um, I do have a question kind of going out to the entire field here, but have you guys ever seen anything from a client of ours or maybe not even one of our clients, but just something that stood out as a really good PR play in the community? I know we mentioned things like food trucks, maybe sponsoring events. Have you gotten any examples of a practice that's really stood out to you as far as an example of this? I would say, like Lucia mentioned earlier, the solar eclipse thing is something that a lot of people are really into, which makes sense because it's happening all over the country. It's the first one in like 38 years, I think. So it's something that everyone can relate to. So I've seen some people that have done like blogs about it. A lot of people are doing pop-ups that are specific to it that have like a picture of the eclipse. A lot of people are just doing really interesting, unique things to stand out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, some practices are even, you know, spending a day in their community, maybe helping out at some shelter or something like that, you know, and that's great for PR. You know, you don't want to be too braggy about it. You don't want to be like, hey, look what we did. Um, but, you know, <laughs> sharing it on social and letting people know is, is always a good thing. All right. And then also it plays a little bit into what we refer to as local SEO when you get involved in those community events and you're sort of drawing to it on social media, writing posts about it, things like that. Um I guess we did already touch on what strategies play best here, but do you think it does have an impact on SEO as well? I would say so. I mean, the whole idea with SEO, like search engine optimization, is you're optimizing on page, but with local SEO, it's a little bit more about like if you're appearing in the results when people are looking for you, specifically like on their phones. Mm -hmm. So anything that you can do that's going to help Google see that you're an authority, I think that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if people are more comfortable with your brand um, and they're doing a search for LASIK or whatever else in the area and they see your name pop up, they're going to be that more likely to click on your website over someone else's. And I'm sure we might all have a few different responses here just because I think each and every one of us has a different background with regard to what we think is crucial to being likable online. But what do you guys think is the number one thing to creating a likable online presence? Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, especially on social media, kind of loosening up, um, acting more human. You know, people don't want to think that you're just kind of trying to print money. Uh, they want to know that you care about uh, your patients that you deal with. Um, so definitely kind of loosening up and just having a little fun with it. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree with Matt on that. I mean, I think social media is one of those things where if you do it right, you can see some really great results throughout your entire website and your online presence, too. I do agree with both Matt and Sarah. Um, I also think talking about your social media presence or your online presence with your patients and kind of getting them to be active with you online um, is a big and then, of course, I mean, being likable online only gets you partway there. You have to be likable in person as well. You know, keep the good bedside manner, um, have a positive experience and make sure that your patients are being happy and probably just doing general check-ins to make sure that you are making those steps to make sure that they are happy. Because in a lot of cases, if they aren't, you're going to see it reflect elsewhere, whether or not you're getting referrals from other patients, whether people are visiting your practice or reviewing you online in a positive light. So I hope you all feel that you're now well prepared to build a better presence as far as your likability online. Also, if you do feel like you need help about it, we do a lot of work in helping people build up their brand, manage their online reputation, and we do social media work to help do branding campaigns. We do Facebook ads. We do things like social media posting, fun posts that people are going to really engage in. I'm looking at Matt right now. Um, <laughs> However, if you do need help or feel like you're too busy to manage your own social media posting or it's something you don't want to deal with, feel free to reach out to Glacial because we have a lot of good resources that can help. Anything else, guys, or are we ready to wrap it up? I think you covered it. <laughs> yeah? I think we're good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Feel free to tune in soon for our next episodes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.